got. Oh, shoot. Max Brown on. What up, boys? What a legend, man. Oh, let's go. <laughs> it was great. Uh, it was great meeting you outside, brother. Yeah. Fun, Thanks uh, for coming on. Chopping it up. Good thing you guys had the cameras rolling. That was probably 20 minutes worth of content right there. I know. The BTS. Just the behind the, the scenes stuff. The scenes. He, he pretty much said that so we get this done earlier. Because we're so late. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> He's like, add that 20 minutes of content. Ah, uh, you're chilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're add chilling. that 20 minutes of content yeah. to, the, to the podcast, and we'll, we'll be done in 30. Yeah. Nah, well, we were, all the time you guys need. Well, we were just saying, too, it's our first day pod, so that's special. We got the, the vibes, the mimosas. The mimosas. The mimosas. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Boom. Oh, that's a vibe. Uh, <laughs> distance cheers. Yep. Oh, shoot. That might not go over well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> banging glasses together no, i feel no, like it's probably not the right time it's all good well um, all right um one of the first things i told you too when i reached out to you was like you were definitely one of the inspirations for this podcast and a lot of the projects that we're doing off the field um you were the guy that actually introduced me to gary v in general i didn't know who that man. was yeah yeah so I, I saw you on, on Instagram actually while I was at Vanderbilt and I saw the things you were doing post football and I just thought that was amazing. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I definitely uh, started with one post. I remember I talked to USC freshmen like this time two years ago, three years ago, just about my story or whatever. And then it turned into like a little micro clip and I posted it and was like, hey, it's kind of dope. We should do more of this and started working with more with Gary and whatnot and post some more and more content. That's the the the. Yeah. way our, our world's heading so no i appreciate you saying that yeah no for sure um and so we actually have a, a debate we, we were talking about it earlier what with, you guys got with the busting with the boys guys oh what so because you're you're kind of the social media guru right in I a mean, sense i guess i worked for <laughs> the guru i worked for the og og yeah. dude and gary v but i i, I know my way around uh, <laughs> a yeah. social media feed so, <laughs> so these busting guys they kind of called us out because we have a very similar concept yeah, but it's a truck, not a oh, bus. Let's show him. Let's show him. Hold on, let's just show him. Oh yeah, we get we can got pull the, video? Up the video. Do you have it ready? Oh, you want to do that? Oh yeah, I can pull that too. I probably sent it in the chat, but anyways, it was Taylor Lewan, the left tackle for the Tennessee Titans. Yep. And in some way, he kind of took a little Here's subtle. The there we go. Yeah. So what is that podcast called? It's called like Mo Momentum. Mo, it is exactly what it's called. Is Mo Momentum. Hey, and we'll, we'll you know, just shout out the boys. No free shout out. You no guys free know shout the, out to the guys that are absolutely copying. And it's exactly the exact same. It's our setup. exact layout. It's the exact same setup. That's legit. The They're calling you guys out. Like, yeah. like I got no problem with yeah. this. It says Mo Momentum on, yeah. dude. They have the two chairs set up. Yep. And same ones off like of Amazon. Ugly seventies. Oh, yeah, it is. It's the same yeah. setup. <laughs> the chair on the left, same setup. A table right there, yeah. and it's in a truck. Yeah, like a it's Cal not in a bus. Like a California state flag because they're playing. They're obviously playing California. But they don't California realize that we have national ties. That's funny. How funny is that, that yeah. they they've they saw our podcast and went, "We should do this." And they're like, "Do you want? Do you think we should do an original idea?" And we goes, "No, this looks fucking perfect." So there's no te there's no Tennessee ties here. That's just totally well, coincidental. That's, that's what a lot of people don't realize too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our strength coach at Vanderbilt was Will Compton's former strength coach at Nebraska, and so we we worked out with them and ran with them on a regular basis. And they didn't know who we were though. That's funny. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think they do. I think they for sure remember. They think they. You think so? 100%. Your guys' views yeah. gone up ever since the, the shout-out? People checking out? Uh, a little. They have a big following, for sure, in Nashville. That's mm. legit, and though. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they started off doing a similar thing with bringing on their Titans teammates. There, there's their studio. Sorry. I was oh, they, to weren't, they weren't joking around. Your guys' uh, yeah, LED, LED light <laughs> is the exact same damn Dude. font. Same, so same furniture from Wayfair. Like. Really? <laughs> well, okay, so from a publicity standpoint, 
what would you suggest doing? Like leaning into this kind of feud with them or or just coming back and being friendly and saying, because the reality is I have been in contact with them this entire time and we are to some extent. Whoa. What's I, I didn't even, even know all this was, this is new information for me. Oh, this is breaking news. This huh? is breaking news. This feels more like a legal thing, which I don't know if right. I'm your man for that. <laughs> like, like, That's what I said. I said, a while, I said that a while back ago. Right. Like, yeah, this, this is low key. You know? they, they brought up a cease and desist. They brought it up. Yeah. Uh, but okay, the name of the podcast is Bustin' with the Boys. That's the least boys move you could possibly make, right? Yeah, so were, true. Right? If I were them, I would be flattered, honestly. Like, there's yeah. people that are taking a liking to what I'm doing, and, and <laughs> we're not copying it. Well, <laughs> that's a loose term. Yeah. But, right, to, to the yeah. same extent where, like, I saw what you're doing, I'm like, man, that's really cool. I want to capitalize on, on my platform and my brand as well. Yeah, and then some kid's going to copy you for sure, too. Exactly. There's going to be another college quarterback right. that, that emulates that. I mean, the strategic lens for me is saying, hey, if they're going to keep shouting you out yeah. and keep giving you, like, what's the term? Uh, any publicity is good publicity. Exactly. I would say let's keep rolling with it. Yeah. yeah. But then if they're doing cease and desist orders, like, that, that <laughs> they're, they're be, joking uh, about that. They're joking yeah, about that. Then I would say, who cares? Yeah. yeah. Gary talked about all the time in terms yeah. of people stealing his one liners mm -hmm. or even his content videos because mm. all the shit's out there. Uh, and he's like, you can try to fight it, yeah. but you're not going to get every single piece. No. And if anything, it's kind of helps you because yeah. now Taylor Lewan's talking about you and right. that's probably some of the audience you have. So I'd say keep at it. Copy all their stuff. As long as, uh, <laughs> as wait, long wait, as the wait, lawyers wait, wait. don't come in. You can't, you can't, you can't say we copy can't all say their that. stuff. Uh, <laughs> they'll use all these, they'll use, use all these sound bites. All right. Well, <laughs> <they're all. laughs> hey, mimic. Mimic. Yeah. Take a page out of their book. My For bad. Sure. There we go. I mean, I think if you can copy, not copy, that's, again, that's the wrong word, but take elements of best practices around you. Oh, I love there that. There you go. Best, like, practices. best practices. I love There's that. There's a technical exactly. term. Yeah, that's right. a technical yeah. term yeah. right there. Another one's Fighter and the Kid. I don't know if you guys heard of that one. Uh, Brendan Schaub, he was a former MMA fighter, and now he's a comic. But he did something similar where he started this podcast while he was actually an athlete in, in MMA. Yeah. And so that's, mm. that's a very rare thing. And that's the thing with these guys that are current players. Oftentimes you see the Joe Thomases of the world, the Pat McAfee's, they finish playing and then they start doing this. But it's pretty rare for someone while they're still in their playing career to to start doing these things. Yeah. I always think about that when I was in it, I didn't I never posted on social media. I posted like a football pick a month kind of thing. And then now like people are like, Oh, Max posts content, like he's the content right. guy. Like if I had done more content back when I was playing, I'd be like farther along in terms 100%. of the personal brand. Oh. And it's funny because I played with Juju too. Yeah. Oh, he wow. was super cutting edge. Killing he did this it. before like anyone. And then I'll throw even a name before that. Do you know who Connor Sullivan is? No. He was a walk-on quarterback with us. We're talking 2013. Oh, Sully. Sully. Yeah, yeah. But he was him. like yeah. OG on, on YouTube. He really? has like half a million or maybe even more uh, followers like in Germany because they all love this like American football guy. But I bring that up because Juju – kind of took a page out of his book and said, hey, I oh, want to do this content thing. Right. And then now Juju's like the sports content guy. Yeah. And it's funny because I remember I remember Juju before he was even uh, like doing he's YouTube like and all that stuff. Yeah, that's so crazy. Like, I mean, you were the number one quarterback coming out of high school. I bet yeah. you the number one quarterback coming out of high school now probably literally has like 60,000, 70,000 followers, maybe even more. Yeah. Like, yeah. like imagine yeah. like putting you back into that position. Oh, I mean, totally. getting, that, getting that kind of head start going into college at SC, it would have been – yeah, it, over. it would have been yeah. different. Instagram like wasn't even a thing. Twitter, I don't. I never DM'd a coach when I when I was being recruited in Twitter. So like I, I always say, my age, I was recruiting class twenty thirteen. That's kind of like the cutoff point. Anyone younger than me, right. social media was part of their yeah. recruiting, like a big part of that. Mm -hmm. I'm the cutoff, like right in between. Like I remember 
putting in DVDs in envelopes and sending them out to oh, wow. play wow. Hilton and all that. And like I did that my, after my sophomore year, but then after my junior year, Huddle was there, and like yeah, that was everything. Was so I was like right in the yeah. the digital swing or whatever. Wow, you're right in that transition. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, what this is apparently the number one South Lake Carroll. Yeah. yeah, he's number one oh, rating Dallas, QB right? for 2022, and he's already got you know 18k. Eighteen thousand followers. Yeah. Like as a high school, high school like, like a high school kid. Yeah. Who's following him, by the way? Besides coaches, well, I, I I get so confused by know. that. Like, like fans, I remember yeah. the kid. My fans? recruiting, I they mean, already have fans. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, my recruiting class, Shane Morris, who he didn't end up really doing anything, but he was a big recruit uh-huh. back in 2013, and he was like the Twitter guy, and he had the entire. If you were a Michigan fan, you followed Shane Mo- Morris. Yeah. Hometown wow. kid. He probably. 300,000 followers, like we're talking 2012 on Twitter. Yeah. No, he's already verified. He's got 44,000. Verified? In high school. Well, that's, that's, that's typical IG. now. If you're this in a lead level He's low-key the chosen one. There's, is he really? There's he's, number one quarterbacks in the country, and then there's like, all right, the next The next whatever. guy. He's, he's, he's supposed to, to be the, the dude. Wow. He was committed to Texas, and then he uh, decommitted. And So I'm, I'm curious, what kind of advice would you have for him being in that position at one point? In your career, what kind of advice do you have for him? Stay back. Yeah, stay grounded. Um, and I think for me, I was super hard on myself. I remember mm-hmm. I came to SC in the spring of 2013, fully expecting to replace Matt Barkley, which in hindsight was like, oh, there's no way. Like I was Cody's backup for a few years. But when I didn't have success, it's definitely like beating myself up. Mm-hmm. Like there, those are. Some some darker times, and I think it's it's healthy in some regard because it pushes you to, to be better and kind of treat every practice like a game. But the flip side of that is like when I didn't have success and I was supposed to be the five star guy and I was mm-hmm. supposed to come in and bring USC back to prominence. It's, it's pressure, and yeah. you can pressure's relative. But I think uh, at times I was definitely uh, pretty tough on myself. So I'd always for a guy like Quinn, just keep it fun because right. everyone else around you is gonna crank up the, the temperature for exactly. sure exactly the expectations are so challenging as well just playing the quarterback position because oftentimes you're the guy from the age of four or five years old at your little league park you move into high school you're the guy start maybe three four years or something like that you're the number one recruit like you said you've got almost fifty thousand followers on instagram and oftentimes that gets to your head you get to college and then all of a sudden you're not the guy and so how do you mm-hmm. react when you're a backup, you're a two or a three, you have to compete, and you've never had to do any of those things before? And sometimes guys will decide to stick it out, and, and that's a very admirable approach. And then oftentimes, I've seen it personally, guys that we know, it's gotten to their heads, and they've had you know, mental health issues, depression, and they've ended yeah. up transferring. So it's, it's a really crazy deal to see firsthand. It's no joke, and I had it on a smaller scale, uh, but I remember – Twitter 2013, I would go to USC practice. If I wasn't playing well, I'd come back, go into the ice tub. We were just talking about that. Yeah. And I'm sure it's like this now. Everyone's scrolling Twitter, seeing what Ryan Abraham's tweeting, why Young's tweeting. And back then, when you're a youngster, like you said, I only knew success. And I worked my ass off for that, but I only knew success. And so when I came to SC and your things aren't going well and reporters are saying, oh, Max, poor day for him, not looking yeah. great. Man, I'm not sure if he's going to win the job. Like, Sheesh. it definitely uh, – definitely uh wears on you a little bit but then the flip side of that is it definitely makes you more mentally tough especially for me later uh later on in my college career when you're when you're used to that did you go through a learning curve with that with looking up your name and and getting 
you know, in your head about that stuff? Because I know early on in my career, and we've talked about it on the podcast, yeah. that I would look up my name all the time. Yeah. Instagram, Mohassan, after like a big practice or a game or something. And I would just scroll. And it's embarrassing looking back. I'd literally be in the bus. And I'd be like, you know, good or bad. But I'd like Mohassan this and expectations or failures. And then I, I reached a point <clears throat> recently where I just stopped caring. Yeah. You know, my dad would send me articles. You know, I'm, I'm the headliner or whatever. And I just... I wouldn't even open it up. I'm like, dad, this isn't, this isn't healthy for me. Like I don't need to read this. It's yeah. not going to help me in any way. When did you reach that point? Cause I reached yeah. a very similar deal. That's a really interesting one. I think this two years ago at Vandy, my last year yeah. there and uh, I ended up getting injured and, and I just I had this almost epiphany where it doesn't matter what, what the writers and, and journalists are saying about me because like, I know who I am, and my teammates know who I am, and, and I value my, my parents and my family and close friends' opinion of me. And, yeah. and you know, it's, it, it's just it's irrelevant almost. Like, it, it's, it's not going to help me, so why read it almost? Totally, and I had a very similar time frame. I was probably like redshirt sophomore year. I got to the point where I was like, this is just, what, what am I doing to myself? Because to your point, first two years at SC, I get off the field, and I always knew in my head, don't scroll Twitter. Like, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what's going on in meetings, but – like there's a little party that's like, gosh, dang, I want them to say like good stuff. Yeah, and especially right. for me being a uh, out of state guy, like everyone back home is reading the blogs. Everyone back home is paying attention to every word that the reporters are saying. Cause that's the only thing they're seeing. That's the only thing that uh, like my parents aren't coming to practice all the time. So that's, that's their, their, their source of information. But it got to the point where those first two years at SC and it wasn't like I was playing just like absolute like terrible or anything. I was, I was like the backup right there, but I wasn't playing the level I wanted to. And it finally got to, I was like, I can't keep doing this to myself. And you, it, you really, it truly is like a, in one year out the other year. And then now it's funny because I get people all the time on my social media feed is biggest bust of the last decade. Like du- dudes, dudes, foreheads ginormous. What are, what are we doing? All, all that shit. Like I get it all. Dude looks like Beavis and Butthead, but it's, I, 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 yeah, exactly. I seriously am, uh, I'm saying, like, it really it genuinely doesn't bother me now. Still and to this day, though. All, all the time, yeah, it's all the time. I, I get this one, I forget his uh, handle, but he's always on all my posts. <laughs> and it's like, I, I really am not saying this to be like, oh, I'm like high and mighty kind of thing. It just, after a while, you reach a point, like Mo said, where it, it truly having, like, been through that fire, it's just like, eh, who, yeah. Like, it, it really doesn't bother you. But the only way you get there, People can tell you, hey, don't pay attention to it all, all they want. But to get there, you really got to, like, face it and actually, like, live through those experiences. That's incredible. Yeah. Still to this day, people are still responding to them. That's yeah. so funny. That, that's so wild. Yeah. I, you kind of talked about the bad side of things. What about the good side? Like, yeah. how much are you able to leverage your career as a football player? Like, it, I mean, everyone everyone knows who you are, right? Like, no, no matter yeah. where you go, everyone knows who you are. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about uh, – everywhere uh, no no but in certain, well, and, yeah, probably and, not internationally but. yeah well like in usc pocket sure but to that point like jared goff and i were in the same recruiting class like jared goff if, if you're a football fan like you know yeah. jared goff yeah. back in the day i got every offer over jared goff i remember going to junior day across the street and goff and his parents were there and my parents were there and mm-hmm. funny how things play out uh, later goff's a great dude one of my buddies to this day um but in terms of the the good stuff um yeah. like i'm certainly able to leverage like there's certainly a strategic lens a little bit in terms of me building a personal brand. Like Mm -hmm. when I do, when I am super transparent about things not going my way in college Mm -hmm. football, like there's definitely a strategic lens there, but I don't want that to be like, I'm trying to be slick or anything like that. It's just what's authentic to me, but it's certainly allowed me to kind of relate to people in a different way as a result, all the stuff I've gone in and 
in terms of other good stuff, like I'm doing USC radio now, right, like exactly. other gigs. Exactly. And so opportunities have certainly uh, come because of it for sure. Right. Like, you, I mean, there's a certain level of respect that they have for you. Right. At, at, yeah. I mean, no matter what happened throughout your career, like you're a great football player at the end of the day. Like you're one, you're one of the best high school quarterbacks ever. Yeah. And then, you know, had a, a decent college career, you know, and, and, yeah. and you played under guys that, I mean, like Matt Barkley, who's, who's great, who's Sam Darnold, who's, Sam. who's great, right? Like, it's – I feel like at, at the end of the day, it has nothing against the, the player that you were or yeah. are, right? Um, so that, that's what I mean by that. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate it. It's funny. I uh, tell people to this day, I'm the only scholarship quarterback I've ever played with. Or did I wear that right? Yeah. Of all the scholarship quarterbacks I've played with, every single one of them made it to the NFL. So every guy I backed up has started a game in the NFL, which is crazy. Wow. Wow. Uh, Cody started 12 games for the Browns. Sam's mm-hmm. going on whatever he's going on. And then Ben DiNucci, who I actually got benched for for one half at Pitt before I got thrown back mm-hmm. in there, he just started for the Cowboys. And mm-hmm. so it's one of those things when people ask me, oh, what happened? Like, yeah. that's obviously a loaded answer. But yeah. I do look back like, hey, our QB rooms were legit. <laughs> they were exactly. They were legit. Yeah. 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 And we were talking about they were, they were fun-ass QB rooms, too. <laughs> we had some good times yeah. and all, all good dudes. But uh, we, were, we were slinging the rock for sure. Well, that's what you expect and almost want from a competitive standpoint at a school like USC that, you know, to me, and I'm sure you would agree, is QBU. Yeah, totally. So you're going totally. to get the best. He might not. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, hey, it's different when, when I was a recruit. <laughs> yeah. May have been QBU. Now Oklahoma and Ohio yeah, State. Thank you. Thank you for that. clarifying <laughs> yeah. that. I appreciate that. Oh, you as Because apparently recent. USC is QBU, DBU, LBU, Y receiver U. <laughs> you're, you're offending a lot of old school SC fans because it's RBU. Is like, it's like uh, uh, Okay, RBU. I respect yeah. the RBU. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, the RBU, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm there with. We're but stre- even if you're we're not. St- like we're stretching I- DBU. We're stretching DBU. <laughs> it's like, funny because we we'll always get in these debates, and then we'll pull it up on uh, on the TV. And the the article will always have the position group we're debating as number one. So we had Chris Steele, our corner, on yeah, last yeah, episode, yeah. and I was like, "So he was at Florida." I'm like, "All right, who's the real DBU?" Because there's always that debate: SEC, Pac-12, he didn't even say LSU. USC. He actually said Florida. Yeah, he said Florida, which is funny enough. But to my point, we went on Bleacher Report, and USC is number one. Troy Polamalu, all this. And so he, he thought it was like a biased browser or something like that. Yeah, it depends on how old the person you're asking is, I yeah, guess. Because I don't even think USC is DBU. I think LSU. Mm-hmm. I think LSU Florida, Alabama. Alabama. Florida, yeah. Yeah. Or Alabama, yeah. yeah. Alabama's low-key. Like, every, every position. Yeah. But when you talk about, yeah, Palomalu, Ronnie Lott, mm-hmm. like you ask my dad or someone, they might yeah, say like say. USC. Yeah. Right. I want to ask you how much you reflect back on football. And I, I'll – kind of say that with, with saying this, I I spent I, I technically a year, but I spent, you know, six or seven months with the Chiefs. And, like, I have a dream every single week about playing football, either being cut, like talking to the coaches, running a route. Um, the last dream was with Pat. Like, I was I ran into his – with my car yeah. on my way on my way to practice yeah. and he was like hey bro like don't worry about it like just get to practice <laughs> um like That's you don't funny. have to pay for it and then when I got to I, I got to practice he was like you're just gonna have to do some other things for me like clean up and stuff to end up paying for my fence like you wake up in a full sweat bro, I was just sweating <laughs> yeah. like I just hit <laughs> I just hit Pat, Pat's house so I, I and my dad talks about the same thing too so my dad played for the Bears in the late 80s and you know he he constantly has dreams. He's like, they'll never go away. Okay. Is that something that you experience too? Is it just like a Mosley thing? Like my it family? Is, it, is not a, it is not a Mosley thing. I'm yeah. right there with you. That's why okay. I wanted to 
like have you uh, finish your thought because yeah. I agree with everything you said right really? there. I get a dream a week. I mean, I might even be like every five days or something like that. But yeah. I think about football every day when when I uh, maybe not first thing when I wake up, but right. it's certainly the the lessons and the learnings are still front of mind. And mm-hmm. I have those dreams about like quarterback battles at USC and right. like obviously they're dreams. So they're more like. I don't know, out there for sure. But yeah. I definitely have those uh, wow. same deals. It's not just you. You haven't you have any moments where you just remember like you're just like, I need to get out of this dream. Like you may be like I mean, yeah, it's, the thing. it's not it's not a lot of those quarterback ones are not like the, the, the dope the dopest dreams are I guess right. they're, they're 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 nightmares a little bit. Yeah. Um yeah. but uh I don't know. It's not like I'm about to die or anything like that. Like yeah, you you yeah. running over Pat Mahomes fence, like your yeah. life's on the line yeah. now. You're in Kansas City, that's a right. different deal. Me Walking through campus after yeah. a competition battle, different deal. Yeah, you got mm. more. You got more on the uh, more on the line with yeah. that dream. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of that too has to do with identifying yourself as a football player mm. solely and not having outside interests and and hobbies and stuff like that. And I think for me, that's something I struggled with as well early on. I was all football, and that's that's all I did. That's all I thought about in training. And then, funny enough, through injuries, it forced me to think outside of football. And, yep. and I was sidelined, and I got to the point where I had to think to myself seriously and genuflect and say, you know, who Wait, what did you say? What did, what genuflect. I've like, never heard that word either, but I'm yeah. not yeah. a Yeah, yeah. see, we're not going to let stuff like <laughs> that yeah. pass. Is that word? Why are you always calling me out? No, bro. you had to spell it. I didn't call you no, out. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna you have to spell it. Continue on my train of thought. <laughs> I know it was like a sweet moment. We're not gonna do this. <laughs> it was like a sweet moment. As I was saying it, I was like, yeah, that was a good word. Yeah, bro. Is it a word? we look it up? I don't know. <laughs> Would you even say Jenny Flay? Yeah. Jenny Flay, spell that for us. He can't. I thought it was genuine, genuflect, like genuinely reflect. I don't know. <laughs> Do those two like together? Reflect, yeah. Genuflect. Like, genuflect. Genuflect. That's a word. Jennifer Fleck. Jennifer oh Fleck. Marketing. This is College bad. recruiting. Jenny. <laughs> genuflect. I'm sorry, bro. I, I had to. I, Gen- no, just in case I use the word later on in look, you know, life, I, I oh need no. to know, right? That's respectable. No. All right. Well, all right. Well, no. Okay, I was talking about. Um, so after you genuflect. Yeah, <laughs> it started off in junior college. I had season-ending surgery on my throwing wrist, and yeah. you know I'm in the middle of Kansas. Like I put every all of my eggs in this one basket, saying I'm, I'm going to move my life to Southeast Kansas, Coffeeville, and pursue this dream, like a lot of us have, you know, betting on yourself kind of thing. And I was I was done for the year, and I had to think to myself, who am I as a player, and what am I going to do outside of a ball like who who am I and so that's when I started second spoon actually and we were talking about it earlier the organization I run uh where we distribute food out of this food truck actually uh and yeah. it, was, it was an idea that I, I had in my head for the past few years and I had the opportunity at that time to capitalize and and uh and do something that I felt passionate about so that's that's something that I'm curious about too especially as a quarterback because it's a full-time job and and oftentimes it's, it's who you are as a person totally no I think uh wrapping up your identity and your sport like Mm. that's one thing like we're preached almost to do that yeah as a youngster and what i mean by that is it's like if you in some regard if you have a plan b it's like you're almost preparing to like fail kind of it's this weird connotation that we have where it's hey mamba mentality r.i.p kobe but like you got to be locked in and dialed in and all that and if you do have this second interest then maybe like are you all the way in in football Mm. and i battled that a little bit i i mean i still feel like i i got all my school stuff done and was still like grinding away with the best of them on the field. So I didn't really get it that much, but it's this weird double standard where 
the reality is most guys don't make it, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And then when their sport's done, and I'm living this literally right now, just made a career change. We were just talking about that. Like still trying to figure out what that next path is, what that next pursuit is. Because, I mean, even myself, I still view myself as Max Brown, the quarterback. And I haven't thrown mm-hmm. a competitive football in three years. And still like, and that's part of just the, the beast and the, and the life we chose to, to take. But I completely agree with that in terms of uh, your identities tied up in, in your sport so much. And it almost forces this big event to force you to, to kind of rewire uh, how you're thinking about things. And did you have that, did you have another identity while you're at SC or it was, it was just straight football because I, I, Mo, I mean, just knowing Mo, he's done a really good job of doing things that I, I wouldn't say distracts you from football, but you're, cause you're passionate about it, but they, you know, they keep you grounded in a, in a sense. When football, like, you know, when football is not going well, it's football's not going well. Not my entire life. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. like, did you ever have anything like that while you're, you're yeah. in college? I, uh, I think so. Yeah. I, I was definitely football first for sure and mm-hmm. kind of proud of myself on being one of the the, the grinders, like the dude that was coming right. early, staying late kind of thing. But I definitely took care of business, like, in the classroom too. And I'm not like a wizard or smart kid, but I was just like, hey, if they're going to pay for this, I'll bring my ass to class all the time. I'll, I'll show up. And right. that led to, I ended up getting three degrees when it was all said and done oh, when snap. I was, yeah, Congrats, when, that's huge. no, I appreciate it. Um, and then I was also like, I was in a fraternity, uh, and I lived with five dudes and yeah. we had fun on the weekends mm-hmm. and stuff. So I wasn't like a big stiffy kind of thing, but I was definitely like a, Hey, we're going to work hard. And then when it's time to play hard, we're going to play hard. When it's time to study hard, we're going to study hard. And it was just, and that's kind of how USC is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had some things, when, when, when I ripped up my shoulder at Pitt and it, people were like, all right, his football days might be, uh, over. I think people knew I, I had some things mm-hmm. going for me, and that's as a result of kind of the work you put in and stuff. But I had, had some had some things going. And did you like Pitt better than SC? I know you spent a year there, yeah. um, you know, versus four four and a half years. At I Coastal. mean, like what, what's because I always compare Vandy and Harvard, and I get that question like, yeah. which one did you enjoy more? I'm like, I did spend a year at Vandy, and I was older, and like it you know made a difference on my experience and how I looked at things, like how. Like, uh, yeah, no, I was in two different total mindsets there. I was like on my own in Pittsburgh, right? Like, li- li- yeah, but no, hey, Pittsburgh's <laughs> <Those are> tough <laughs> winners. <laughs> I, no, Pittsburgh's no, way cooler no. than I thought. No, really. no, it is. No, Have you been to Pittsburgh? No. Yes, I've been to Pittsburgh. Okay. Hey, I, when I when I flew in, I was thinking steel mills. Yeah. It's gray. It's dark. It's frigid cold. Don't get me wrong. It was cold. It actually, wasn't. I guess I got an easy winter. Yeah. But there's like. There's like rivers and there's a downtown and there's like <laughs> stuff. There's like the stuff to do. Like yeah, I'm just that's saying, the first thing. Like you know? The first thing you say about a city, maybe it's not the best thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess what do you say? What's the first thing about LA? Yeah, sunshine. I guess yeah, yeah. sunshine, yeah. beaches. I'm just saying the beaches. the vibes in Pittsburgh were better than I thought. But but to answer your question, SC was better. I mean, there's yeah. a reason the school is what it is. And like some of my best friends to this day, like I had a core group of like seven of us that were super mm. tight, still tight to this day. And that was a blast. And even though a lot of my football stuff here didn't work out, like that's a big reason I stayed at SC. Cause the second I got off the football field, I enjoyed being a student here. Yeah. I enjoyed kind of yeah. going to class, going to the nine Oh, like mm-hmm. hanging out with people, that part and living in LA, like that, that part was dope. So what's the thing to do in Pittsburgh? I mean, I mean, what what do you do? Walk down to you know? Do you know L.A. Fitness and (laughs) what's Pittsburgh like? I lived in Philly for like almost two years, and I had some clients in Pittsburgh, but I only went to Pittsburgh when I was trying to get back into like the college crowd. It's all relative, though. It's nothing compared to L.A. But I went out there with the mindset like. 
this is going to be a dark, gloomy place. And it wasn't. It was cool. <laughs> Low like, it was cool, yeah. <laughs> Versus, and I feel like the flip side is it, uh, like, sometimes with L.A., when people yeah. fly out here, it's like, uh, oh, yeah. the land of, of, of where dreams are made. Yeah. And, and then, like, and then they live it's like, ah. Uh, <laughs> in this area at yeah. USC. Yeah. I, dude, I, honestly, I think, like, if USC was, like, closer to Santa Monica or, like, the beach, yeah, or and that's what people don't process. Yeah. L.A. as a city, the downtown is weak compared right, to right. like other major cities. Of course, the city is the Santa Monica. Like exactly. when you say like, oh, what's there to yeah. do? It's the Santa Monica. Dive up to West Hollywood a little yeah. bit. Right. Like it's the huge everything out the pockets. West. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Malibu and Nobu, all that. Nobu, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're naming some spots today. Nobu and uh, El- Elefante. <laughs> you could the- if <laughs> give me two spots and. The rest of my life, you're, he'll never no, go hungry. Elefante. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said that's your girlfriend's favorite spot, right? Elefante? Elefante. That's the go-to date spot? It's the go-to date spot. Hard to hard to get a resi. I got to be on my stuff there. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, nah, it's cool. Elefante's, so, Elefante's so, money. So how'd you meet? I, don't, I honestly don't know the story. Um, how did we meet? We met, uh, so she's two grades behind me. She played okay. volleyball at SC. So she's uh, was a libero at SC. We met at a college party uh, before her Pretty freshman fun. year. Yeah, so athletes in the summer it's like only us here oh there you go Remember we uh <laughs> we met there and i was crushing on her hitting on her she didn't give me the time of day i was in the friend zone for a good year so for a year for a year i was grinding away you wow. know uh hey, that, and then, that's a uh, long friend zone that's bro. a long friend zone, <laughs> it's a long friend zone. <laughs> stayed the course though huh stayed the course and uh i'm a huge lebron fan yeah. and mm-hmm. so i went to game seven the, the shot in the block kind of thing. Oh, uh, my gosh. You went to that game? I was there in, wow. the, in the, the upper bowl. legendary moment. That's yeah. Oh my gosh. And my yeah. girlfriend's a big Warriors fan. So that oh, was wow. like the summer ice break, like the next summer. And I was like, yeah, I want to come over. And we chilled. And yeah. Yeah. So we've been game. dating ever since. Yeah. yeah. So where, where's the first date at? Where, where do you, where do you Chipotle up wow. by uh, Tuscany Apartments. Uh, oh, wow. Up That's there. The spot. That's, we the spot. To, That's a date spot? No, it's not a date spot. It's not a date spot. No. Not, Mo's yeah, not doing not that. Mo's got more uh, more class than me. But I know I went and we went uh, Chipotle and then movie down at LA Live. That was the first mm. uh, first little date spot. It's actually funny too. The first time we hung out, we watched uh, the OJ Simpson like doc on Netflix, That's wow. heavy. which is like heavy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's heavy. Exactly. That's dark. Bro. That's heavy. Which is heavy. But we're like, I don't know. I'm thinking more of it like a Pixar movie. For yeah. A yeah. rom com. So something. it was it was it was <laughs> unconventional, but yes, yeah, that's, that's what happened. We started dating. I got named captain like five days later. I got named starter like the seven days later. So it was like Talk a about busy, a yeah. great two weeks. Yeah, great two weeks. That's probably man. the best two weeks a human could have. <laughs> Literally, when you talk about going back and having yeah. dreams and stuff, yeah. that's the dream I need that's, to keep on uh, reliving. Start dating your crush. You yeah. got named team captain. Huge accomplishment, right? Especially at that's, USC. That, that's the biggest accomplishment. Yeah. Oh well, I guess starter. And then I you named starter. a starter. Well, no, All right, that's what you work for your entire career. But I, I would captain, almost say captain's probably bigger than starter. Captain hits closer to. Yeah, closer to home nowadays. Yeah. That, yeah. When I look back, that's that's the one that lights up my heart the most for sure. But yeah, it was a big, uh, big two weeks. <laughs> wow. And I want to come back to the question, but I want to ask you about the captain scenario. Like what? Like that's huge. Like what kind of qualities did the team see in you? Like what was that? Because it's different. Like sometimes, like the starting quarterback is not really the captain. But for like yeah. the, for the yeah. for to be midway through the season, the backup quarterback is the captain of the team. Like that's huge. Like, yeah. Like what? What was the relationship there? I, it speaks to who you are as a person for sure. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I took a lot of pride in that for sure. And mm-hmm. when we talk about guys like Vi, like he was the young freshman, and yeah. I was always the guy that I think they always knew I was 
a big time recruit, but I hadn't played yet. And they saw a lot of the behind the scenes work that, that, that I had done and was able to earn the respect there. But I think it comes down to the reality is when you guys have people sit on this couch, every football player is going to say, oh, I'm a hard worker, right? But there's levels to it, right? Yeah. Some guys are like grinders and they're yeah. like, that's that's their MO. And other guys, it's, I play football, therefore I am a hard worker. And it's like, eh, maybe, maybe not so much. You're just kind of, you kind of do what you're told kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I look back on my career, like I definitely was a guy that was kind of showing up early, staying late, doing the extra stuff. And especially when I wasn't having success uh, and I was a backup and I'm lifting with the coaches after practice and Ooh. throwing routes with the walk-ons like, yeah. like on the field. Cause I, I made humble. a point. Yeah. I made a point. Like I knew I was the top dude and I knew the talking point was uh, like walk. If you're a walk-on, you're going to come here and you got to outwork the scholarship guys. And I said, all right, no walk-ons yeah. outworking me. Yeah. <laughs> and so let's, right. let's do this thing. And I would sit there with the walk-on QBs and, uh, and I don't mean to be all like high and mighty and stuff, but when I look back like four years of kind of having that mentality, was able to earn the respect of kind of older guys and, and younger guys for sure. And being relatable too. Like yeah. I mentioned, I was in a fraternity and stuff. Like I wasn't a big, like stiffy kind of guy. Like I'd yeah. sit down and have lunch with, with, uh, with, with everyone on the team and just try to be uh, relatable and, and low key as well. Yeah. That's something funny as well. You, you touched on Vi and uh, he asked me who's next on the podcast. I said, Max Brown. And funny enough, his freshman year was your senior year, right? So we're in the cold tub, and he's like, yo, that's my guy. Uh, really uh, funny story. So you're you're the guy going into your senior year, right, the starting quarterback, and he was uh, he was a freshman. He was like, hey, you know, obviously he was a four- or five-star recruit, but amongst those, he was a lesser level. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he didn't get as much attention as the other guys, and you went up to him, actually, I think in the shower, funny enough. And uh, uh, what I what I said, yeah, what, <laughs> what, what else? We're no, 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 but you brought you know this conversation in the shower, yeah, yeah of course, yeah. But yeah. you brought it up where he uh, a play, a specific play in the army game. You said, hey, like that one play, you spun out and you ran for X amount of yards, you yeah. made this guy miss, and that's something that really stuck with him, which I found really interesting that he brought up to me. Mm. He said, man, Max is a guy who he'll talk to anybody, you know, especially me. I, I was a lesser level recruit, of course, amongst the top guys. But um, and he watched that game and he brought it up and remembered that. So I That's think that, that also speaks to your, you know, your leadership qualities. I appreciate you yeah. saying that. I never, I forgot about. That. I know that play though because he was the Oregon commit at the time, and okay. I knew we were like trying to get him the yeah. Hawaii running back, like trying to get this Oregon guy. But it's funny because it's in in college football and it's happened at Pitt too. The upperclassmen they're like super cold to the youngsters, right? They gotta mm, earn yeah. the stripes and yeah. uh, they cut them in line and all stuff. And I wasn't like going to be, I wasn't trying to be a dick to them. And I was like yeah. nice to them. And I knew kind of some of these guys, especially Vi wasn't one of them, but some guys have a hard time struggling. And so I'm not going to be a pushover, but I'll be like, Hey man, like, Hey, that, that's where you stand in line. Yeah. Hey, here's where we get our food. Like, and little stuff like that, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. even yeah. matter. Yeah. It, little guy or younger guys remember it for sure. It's funny how those little things too stick and imprint in your memory. Yeah. That's four or five years ago. Yeah. And he's that's still talking about it today. That's it's, cool. It's, yeah. that, it's that first interaction. Yeah. That, that makes the biggest difference. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely see that. Yeah, um, everyone's sizing each other up when they walk into uh They are sizing each other up. And I was just like, dude, oh my gosh. Like, what's up, man? Like, right. Yeah, what's like up? Like, what's up, what's up, dude? Like, like, that, yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. Even, like, yeah. in high school when you go on, like, those junior days, like, your family was probably, like, sizing up Jared Goff's family. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you guys are, like, looking yeah. at each other like, oh, he's only, like, six foot two on his on his profile. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. at six three. Like, right. And it's funny you say that, too, because Goff's dad pitched in the bigs. So when you've, like... got you. Made yeah, it? we you're made way it. more like low key. Like, yeah, you're oh, like, what's up, yeah. like whatever. That is <laughs> yeah. true. And so it works both ways. Uh, people that are trying super hard are the ones that uh, I don't know have the most uh, 
cover up. I don't know. Whatever. No, I, I feel yeah. you. Um, I wanted to also ask you, like, who around you during your time when you're going through all this? You know, we talked about the two best weeks of your life, right? Uh, you know, when the two, you know, during the week of your worst time, who around you did you have um, that you kind of leaned on? Yeah, well, during that time specifically, I was dating Victoria. Luckily, during that time, and okay. that was that was awesome because it definitely I was not to go all uh, warm on you guys, but I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to lose her. So then I was, I did. It I was easier you. to kind of get up and, and do stuff, especially around campus, because she had her volleyball game, so I was still going mm. there. Uh, but I also, I also have great parents and family, and yeah. my parents are very level-headed. Even when I was on the front of Seattle Times, felt like every other week in high school kind of thing, and winning the awards and all that, they were very level-headed versus a lot of parents kind of get up, and then so and therefore when things don't go well and you go down, it's super noticeable, and it kind of mm. rocks people's world. My, uh, my parents were, were super good in that regard, and... I had great friends too. I mentioned those six or seven USC buds. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them were on the team. Had a tight niche group there, and that's one thing that's cool. You mentioned having like things outside of football. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was always like Max Brown, the quarterback, but off the field with like my boys, it never was. It never was like that. It never was. Oh, how the quarterback competition go? Even if that's what every USC fans yeah. asking, it never was like that with my boys. And mm-hmm. I think that went a long way, especially uh, having uh, kind of peace of mind when when I got off the football field, kind of thing. I think going back to Victoria as well, that's where the value of dating a student athlete, she understands the highs and lows. And you see now where she is as a public figure doing the great work she's doing with her podcast, where even to the point where your girlfriend, she was ta- she was mentioned, you know, Victoria Garrick's podcast. Yeah. You know, it's huge. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize that until I, I started looking into you more. Well, it's funny you say it too, because I mentioned the OJ Simpson doc and Chipotle and all that. But one of our biggest like bonding things was we were in competition battles mm. that August I was battling Sam, mm-hmm. and she, I was in camp, and we're, like, up in uh, Troy Tower, so I, we weren't seeing each other, and she was battling Taylor Whittingham for the libero job. Mm-hmm. We were both rocking number four, like, both in our Love competition it. battles. Goals. And that was, 100, <laughs> yeah, that was 100% a, uh, a point of kind uh, of, of bonding, I guess you yeah. could say, early on for, for us, for sure. No, that that's, relates to me, too. My, my girlfriend played Harvard soccer. Okay. Um, Talk so, about goals too. Yeah, Harvard. Dang, they yeah, were trying to be like the McCaffrey family, right? Like, hey, trying, there you go. There you, you know, go. Trying, yeah. Or like Odell Beckham's. I think his his dad played basketball and his mom was like a track star or something like that. Or maybe his dad played yeah. football. You, you need that, right? Yeah. Well, actually, well, I that's a, what Chad Johnson was talking about. Chad like Johnson? The genetics. Oh, for real? Yeah. He, when he well, we're basketball. not. We don't have the best genetics. Like, honestly, like, my, my I girl, mean, my girl, I think. Yeah, but we both pushed it. Like, I don't have the best measurables, right? Like, I'm a. Fi- I, I like, I, like I walk yeah. down the street and you're like, that dude doesn't, he, he might work out, but that dude doesn't play you <laughs> yeah, know, football. Yeah. Like he, he never played in the NFL. You play receiver you know, or DB? I, I get that question. All the time. <laughs> I know I play, I play receiver. Okay. Um, and then like my girlfriend, like she's like, you know, five, she thinks she's five, six. She's like five, five, you know, and you know, she's her roster heights. Yeah. And she's a defender. Like, but for you, like you're, you're a solid six, what? Six, two, six, two. Nah, I'm taller than that. I'm 6'5". Yeah. Damn, why did you, I miss something? Why are you I'm short? Yeah. Wait, no, time out. Did I miss something? I got to get up. Yeah. I mean, shoot, maybe my posture's struggling. <laughs> I might be just well, under 6'5". I might be just under 6'5". Well, you're 6'5", six, you're six and your girl's how tall? As her roster height says 5'10". Five ti- five she's 5'8". Yeah, that's She's 5'8". She's 5'8". That's a D1 see, baby. That's a D1 baby. Yeah. But for me, that's not automatic D1 baby. I mean, it will I mean, people listen to this podcast. Like, I was probably the slowest scholarship player USC's oh, recruited the past yeah, 20 years. So if someone goes, if my 
son or daughter, future son or daughter goes down yeah. that path, they could be trouble. But Vic is a way better athlete than me. Really? She's yeah. So you're breeding like a like a a three and D shooter oh. or like a, <laughs> a stretch, like a stretch, a stretch four, four, a stretch four. Stretch four. Hey. Maybe or a golfer, maybe a golfer. A golfer? Hey, no, uh, no, that's disrespectful. No, that's no, no, disrespectful. no, 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 My uh, Victoria's boyfriend's a pro golfer right now, so that's not oh, really? like, longevity. That there. could be, oh, that yeah. could be the move. Yeah, a little Dustin Johnson kind of thing. No, 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 no. Yeah. That, that, I, well, well, if it's a boy, he's gonna be like six eight. So time I'm, out. <laughs> a six yeah. five male and a five ten female. That works out to six eight. I mean, that's gonna be six seven. My dad's six foot, and I'm six three. So you just added three inches to his height <laughs> from based off your experience. I mean, but he's gonna be tall. I I, I respect that. I, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll give you. I'll would give you, you would you want to play quarterback? Would I you want have, my you kid? Have to play? Son? He'd yeah. be so yeah. cold yeah. from the beginning. You know, he'd be so cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, you know, you literally know everything. Yeah. Like, you can literally like just te- from a young age. Like he he'd be. Yeah. Totally. You've been through the process too, so you totally. can just kind of yeah. play everything. Yeah. Do you ever get nervous? I I don't know how your experience was with football, but do you ever get nervous like thinking about that? Like, should I let my kids play football or not? Or is that a th- is that a thing I, for you? I don't. It's obviously comes up in conversation. Like mm-hmm. my brother, I have three. I'm the youngest of four boys. One of my brothers will, like, will not let his kid play football, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not in that camp, and I, I don't blame him. I totally get it, especially this day and age. But no, if my kid wants to play football, and I'll, I'll yeah. hopefully I'll always be broadcasting and around the game, and so if he naturally That'd falls into it. That'd be perfect. That'd be dope. Yeah, but if he wants sick. to do golf, and that means, hey, I get a free 18 <laughs> holes every weekend, yeah, and it's like, beautiful. all right, dope. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Mo, what do, what do you think? I, volleyball, soccer. Yeah. Like, in terms what's, of women's volleyball what's, what's the is best? super entertaining, too. I got is no really? problem with yeah. that. Yeah. Because it's funny. Men's volleyball, they're so powerful and so explosive. Yeah. It's hard to play defense. So mm. there's so many kills. Women's volleyball, they're not – as strong it's obviously and yeah. so there's way more in my opinion and obviously i'm a very uh, elementary no. uh volleyball eye yeah. but from my end it's almost more entertaining because there's more like rallies and mm. back and forth and all that but I, i've been to a couple of volleyball games i, I can yeah. probably attest How about to that. the beach games you ever been to any of those I haven't. Nah, like played just. Come on, bro. Yeah. Well, we have it he can't be going to the beach games. Oh, is, is there a, there's no rivalry there, is there? I, I guess think, like low key. Yeah, yeah. I they, actually yeah, you don't, don't know, know, but there's know like low key. I don't know. They just like a little. They think they're like the beach girls. Think they're way better than the the girls on like a regular court because like the sand, sand right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like yeah. like you have to be more athletic and, and better to be on the beach. And I'm sure if like Vic was sitting here, she'd be like, "Wait a sec." Oh, bro. Yeah. Or like. You gotta have way more technical skill on the hardwood or something <laughs> Dude, like that. I don't know. You never run in sand. It's so hard. It is pretty tough. Yeah, I'd probably say beach is probably a little harder. Yeah, I've never played though. Again, so. elementary understanding of it, but just looking from the outside in, I would say beach. Yeah. And there's also like physically demanding and then like skill level. Mm-hmm. Like golf, not physically demanding, yeah. but it's tons of skill super and hard yeah, technique. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So yeah, I'm gonna come back to that. I want to yeah. ask you something real quick. What was quick. the question? Yeah. In terms of, <laughs> I don't want to use the word breeding, but uh, <laughs> then don't <laughs> procreation. Yeah, is that is that another procreation? Is that accurate? Oh, do we need to look it up? I make words up. Just, <laughs> I like that one better that, than yeah. Uh, yeah. general Gen- genuflect. 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 Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. But in terms of that, like the production of offspring, you, you got yeah. that's a gnarly got, picture in the top right, though. Oh my gosh! Is their legs off? Oh no, no, they're there. Wait, are no, they off? off? It's a bit. Ba- it's a. It's a doll. It's not a real baby. Oh, Ooh, thank God. <laughs> but in terms of that, so you have track, you have soccer, you have volleyball, you yeah. have basketball. Which one? 
what are we going for? Measurables or you're going for? I like. I need to. You're saying I need to have two. a LeBron. I need to get as close to a LeBron as possible, or like I need to get as yeah. close to like a really good receiver as possible. Where are you going yeah. for the parents? Pick two for the parents. Yeah, I like track and field, and I like soccer. I mean, you can't go wrong with any of them. But track, you have that fast twitch muscle fiber, that speed. That's the one. Were you gonna say track? I was gonna say hey, soccer. I like, I like in soccer. Well, your I was gonna say soccer. soccer. I like yeah, soccer. I can't say too. anything else besides soccer. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you can't. Contractually <laughs> <laughs> obligated. To Are say you just soccer. talking about the mom justice? Or you're saying for both? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. just the mom. Okay, okay. Yeah, just the mom. Yeah, yeah soccer. soccer. Soccer, huh? Yeah, but volleyball does have a play. Like, if you want a hooper, well, it's I feel like they have There's bounce. Height. There's like height the volleyball, volleyball players looking have bounce. Yeah. Have you ever seen them? Like jump? Yeah, yeah. You have to. Yeah, vertical goes crazy. Yeah, yeah. But that might be outside hitters. Yeah, yeah. That might be a basketball son, though. If you want football, it might be a little different. Mm. I don't know. It's a good point. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of strategy. If you're going here. basketball, you have yeah. the height. So then that's <laughs> right. Yeah, the height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Volleyball serves you well. Yeah. I'm dating the libero, though, who's the shortest on the team. So we'll uh, see how the. Oh, yeah, the that is goes, the shortest. I mean, she's still 5'8. That's still 5'8. Yeah. yeah. Her that's mom's like 5'7. Her dad's 5'11. So we'll see what the, what the gene pool. <laughs> The gene pool game. How about grandpa? How about grandpa? So <laughs> How about grandpa? <laughs> grandpa? Uh, I've actually never mm. met either grandpa. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> never so met because they're passed away. But, uh, All right. All right. We spent a lot of time. Yeah. On maybe, this. Maybe, maybe, maybe more football. But as a quarterback, man, I, I want to get your opinion on this. Who, who do you think is better? Pat, Tom Brady. I'm going to throw Russ in there, too. Are you going all time? Russ. Or Aaron Rodgers? Or right now? No, I'm talking about right now. Talking about because I, I you give you, me yeah. all right yeah you get the whole I, like yeah. best argument um if you if I have one game one game you have to their win best performance like I can, I can pick the year I can cherry pick everything I'm going Aaron Rodgers holy really? crap I am yeah I Tom today. Brady today to, today today Mahomes there you go I, 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 <laughs> I, I but like I, for for what it's worth Tom Brady I don't even think. I don't think Whoa. he is. He is the goat. He is the yeah. greatest. I do not think he is the best no. quarterback of all time. Which are you might serious? Be, I think, yeah. Oh, greatest, you know, hot, uh, hot. No, he just said he's not the greatest. No, 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 no. He no, said, no. He said he's, the he's the greatest. He he's is the, the greatest. Yeah. He is the goat. But you don't think he's the best? I do not think he's the best. No. Okay. Yeah. What's the What's the difference? Yeah, here? We, got, we, got, yeah. we got we got we got to slice this up. D- best to me is skill. Like okay. Like, just talent. Overall talent. Yeah. And I think Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes are more talented than Tom Brady. And you got you. If you guys disagree? Okay, so you, no, I'm with you. Oh, it's hot. Yeah. This is hot. So, so you're saying, saying greatest is a, is a track record for greatest. What is the track? What is the track no, record? Like for greatest is more so about accomplishments rather than raw skill and talent. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So you're saying the outside factors, the coaching, the receivers around you, supporting cast defense, those are all the factors that have led Tom Brady to have. To be the goat over the You're Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, totally, and I'll I'll gladly wear that. You guys can micro clip <laughs> I mean, the no, crap no, out no, of this. Tom, yeah. Tom's, Tom's putting this on his next yeah. on his next film. Yeah. Next He's gonna years. put exactly. Max Brown on. Yeah. <laughs> True, True. <laughs> motivation. Who is it. this guy? We'll tag right, right right behind uh, Skip. Yeah, Skip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Skip loves him actually. Right behind Shannon. Yeah, Skip, man. No, no, Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman said five years ago he's gonna fall off a cliff. And wow. so that's always so it goes Twitter. Max Kellerman, Shannon, yeah. and then Max Brown. When you're commentating too, and I want to get into that too, your 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 career and your pivot, your pivots recently. Yeah. Um, but you're always you always have to say the next big hot take, right? And, and you see the new culture of debate culture with first take and um, 
What's the Fox one? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, how do you how do you plan to that? And, and is that something that, that you work on either way? Well, it's funny because I get a lot of people that when I am working in social media, commercial real estate, like, oh, Max, why don't you do full-time broadcasting? And for mm-hmm. that very reason, yeah. I don't want to be a hot take guy for the rest of my life. And yeah. so that's why I do want another more like business pursuit and then also do the broadcasting when I want to and more like true color commentary, uh, color commentary, like Tony Romo rather than like Colin Coward, which is just daily hot takes all the time for that very reason. Cause I'm right with you. It's kind of, uh, I don't know. It gets repetitive. You're too, o- you're too nice time. of a guy. Yeah. <laughs> like like it, it's just way too well, nice. Like he can't, yeah. he can't, he can't do that. Well, you have to call take. people out. You got to call people out. Like, and for that, I think at the end of the day, you just got to be able to, like stand on the, on the sword of the take that you're going on. Like right there, I just yeah. said Tom Brady's not the best quarterback. I said he's the greatest, and like I'm cool with that because I I believe that. But but it's when you're doing Skip Bayless, you're reaching for hot takes, yeah. trying to say why LeBron isn't the best player of the past eight years, and you're like, yeah. dude, it's clear as day. Like that that to me mm-hmm. is where. Uh, and I sense that you might disagree or something like that. No, but no, I'm just oh, smiling. Oh. I'm, 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 I'm smiling because I I, I got to ask you now. Yeah. Like, you know, Skip's been the pioneer in it, though. Like, he's yeah. he's really kind of uh, found this little algorithm where he's just finding clicks. He knows what to say, get people going. Yeah, no, he, he so, said, he, yeah. He, like, he, it gets to a point, kind of like you said, like, you just start saying like, you know ridiculous what he's doing. stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, 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 come on. Just like the, the Tom the and Tom. he's Brady created comment. a career out of it, but, man, like, when guys are going too far, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, well, like, that's what I would say. Much. Dive a little deeper. How much, and not that anyone might even know, unless you do know, but how much of that do you think is – that talking head trying to like claim a hot take and get a viral reaction versus their producer being in their ear before the show being like, Hey, like what's your, like, what are you going to like putting it on them more? So it's funny from an outsider's perspective, I would agree with your first point of, Oh, it's just them trying to be hot take and all mm-hmm. that being more in the industry a little bit is definitely. And I'm sure you, I don't need to tell you this, but like uh, the producer it's behind the scenes. I definitely know it's a thing with ESPN or at least from what I've been told is they're doctoring up these, all right, how can we how can we have Max yeah. and Stephen A like Go purposely disagree? Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a, a producer's call. So do they have input on what they want to talk they about? They definitely have okay, input. They have, they input. have okay. huge yeah. input, they but input. it's way more of a talk about strategic lens yeah. earlier. I mean, they're sitting down the night before or whatever they do behind the scenes of all right, here's the topic we want to talk yeah. talk about. What's the question we can ask mm-hmm. and what's the hot take that or you need to have this hot take so it sparks a debate and we get clicks and Here's our headline and all that right. stuff. Goodness I've yeah. thought about this too. It's almost like formal debri- debate. If you've ever seen the competitions mm-hmm. where they give you your side and you have to debate for it, whether or not you agree with oh, it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. you have to formulate your opinion regardless of your, your opinion on the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Cause if, if skip and, uh, and Shannon, if they, they both believe LeBron is better than Michael Jordan, then there's no debate. There's no TV show. Right. Exactly. They're just both agreeing. Right. And so what are the odds? They, they almost have to pick a side and then just, you know, formulate their, their arguments. Yeah. Each way, but that's interesting. But we can't we can't skim over the fact that he said the Tom Brady one. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I've I've seen a lot of people say that before. In terms of just pure talent, if you look at a Patrick Mahomes, he's on another level, or an Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, right. Tom, there's just so many factors with with success at the quarterback position that that have allowed Tom to have greater success. But if you look just raw attributes physically, it's hard to look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes making stupid throws across his body and say he's not ridiculously talented to the extent that maybe more than Tom Brady. But you also got to factor in for Patrick Mahomes, who he's playing under. He's playing under a mastermind, Coach Reed. Yeah. Like, and the, t- the 
the talent of receivers, and I'm not knocking Patrick Mahomes, devil's advocate, but, uh, you know, you have Tyreek, Travis Kelsey, at times Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman. You're drawing up plays where just defenses can't cover. Agreed, but what would you say about Aaron Rodgers then? Right. Or Tom, like those early 2000s, 2000s. Well, that's – I like how you teed up that one scenario. If you can pick, if you could cherry pick a performance any year, any time, put him in the game, who do you pick Aaron Rodgers from a skill level? Because try to think of like Tom at his peak, even if he's slicing the dice and calling shit at the line and changing everything up, there's still a chance you can slip and grab him because he's not going to run away from you versus like if you catch Aaron at his prime time, best game you've ever played where he's changing everything on the go and you can't touch him defensively, he's still physically going to be able to get away from you too. Like I, I, I totally agree with you on him being the greatest from a skill lover. Yeah, no, I agree. And the interesting thing with Tom is a lot of his is a lot of his skill is the intangible stuff. So it's just the overall mm-hmm. temperature that he creates when he lo- walks into a locker room. And that's the awesome part about football is it's the ultimate team sport for a reason because you need to rally the backup safety in the event that he's called upon to like make a make a coverage and I feel like Tom has been able to do that as a result of his career better than these other guys. A lot of the topics we've talked about, but um, in terms of the skill, yeah, I'm going uh, going Aaron Rodgers. So pivoting to basketball, what's your two minute elevator pitch on why LeBron is better than Jordan? Two minute elevator Cause pitch. You're, cause you're, you're, <laughs> yeah, that's that's who you align. You no, I'm. I, I think LeBron's the greatest. I think LeBron's the best, and that that's a hotter take than, in my opinion, that that'll probably upset more people than the <laughs> the, the Tom Brady uh, deal. But I think. Uh, Let's see. I mean, on the most fundamental level, 6'8", 260, or 6'9", 260. He's able to guard all the positions. Mm. Uh, better better rebounder, better passer. He's going to go down as the overall, I mean, statistical measures yeah. with career. We can go down that. Yeah. The big counters are the NBA Finals, right, that he lost that. To the Mavericks. To the Mavericks, too, 2012. But he's played against four times, five times as many Hall of Famers as uh, Michael in the uh, Finals. I mean, like, I mean, we can go down skill, but I don't want yeah. like. I think it's held against LeBron that he's gone to the finals and lost. Because the big thing with Jordan is he's never lost in the finals. Mm-hmm. But, okay, LeBron's been many more times, and that's being held against him. No, that's definitely. You know the yeah. Mavericks one yeah. is the one. That, uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's the big the, indictment That's the, on blemish, the yeah. blemish, which is, which I get. Um, but it's just crazy how... He has had so much basketball after that. He's literally had a Hall of Fame career since that point. Exactly. Which is crazy. That's a good point. When you talk about and so it felt like a lot of people, like my dad included, actually it's funny, made up their mind about LeBron in literally two thousand nine when he's walking off the Boston Garden uh with the Cavs jersey. And he's literally (laughs) playing Eleven yeah. years later, or tw- twelve years yeah, later, longevity Dude, this is insane. A great pitch, yeah. and so <laughs> we're, we're talking longevity. Yeah. But then, is longevity a skill? All right, I, I get that a little bit. But you talk about just the other angle is: hey, if you're starting a franchise tomorrow, who are you going with? I'm going with LeBron. Yeah. You're, you know, you're getting 22 <laughs> years yeah. of elite performance. Like, right. uh, sounds crazy. You know, your team's gonna get a shot every single year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can. Uh, that's that's the best way. pitch I've ever heard. Wait, so I, I'm a, I, I, I thought Jordan. Really? Until you said Did that. Did he convince you? He convinced me. <laughs> I wasn't hey, even that sharp with it. I think you broke it down to where you said people made a decision. 
10 years before he, I mean, honestly, it might even be 15, 20 years before he hasn't even ended his yeah. career. Yeah. That right there, I've never heard that one. That's that's and, original. And it's funny, too. A lot of the things that he got flack for, like, super team era when I was in high school. So 2010 to 20, when he was with the Heat, so yeah. 2014 or whatever. That was like, ah, oh, super team, how could he ever do that? Like, he cheated his way to his championship. Whatever you want, wherever you're net out there, fine. But then now he's having to face what he created. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets have oh 40 all-star appearances Insane. on their roster. They just like, added Yo. LaMarcus Aldridge. He, he is having, it's not the same LaMarcus Aldridge, though. Like it, he you'll, is you'll having to, your, your he's center. having to face that. It ended up working yeah. against him because right. of the mm-hmm. era that he, you could say he created. I would argue the yeah. Kevin Garnett and That's Ray Allen, say, those Boston guys Big created Street. it. Yeah. But he definitely catapulted it to the to the next level. And it's just yeah. funny, full circle, because I've been a LeBron guy since, I mean, I was in third grade when I saw his uh, cover on Sports Sports Illustrated in high mm. school. And since then, I've been very in tune with how the temperatures on him have changed mm-hmm. yeah. from Cleveland stage one, Miami two. And it's just funny how the narratives change and whatnot. Well, what's your opinion on a guy like Kobe who's remained true to the Lakers and he's not creating these super teams and he's saying – yeah, it's got this different competitive mindset where I'm going to beat these guys, whereas a LeBron joins Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and then goes to Cleveland and, and joins a Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Or, like, even now we see with uh, Kevin Durant catching a lot of flack for it as well, teaming up with these uh, <laughs> these guys. Like, wh- where would you align on something like that? Yeah, I think, one, it's just, like, different eras. Um, yeah. But I think with LeBron, he has, his leadership style is way more of a – like, let me bring you in kind of thing. And there's there's a reason why so many guys in LeBron's circle have eaten as a result of LeBron. You look at all the role players mm. he's played with and the contracts that they've gotten throughout his career, mm. not only to mention his, like, literal personal circle, like in yeah. uh, his agent and whatnot, right. versus the other style was much more standoffish. There's, and rest in peace Kobe, but there's stories that he didn't train with teammates. Yeah. That to me is... That's hard. Yeah. And yeah. I think I like the more LeBron um, style to leadership because I think he's able to get more out of it. It might be a little bit more warm, and it's not as like fun to clip up, and it's not as intense, but I think it's shown that his teammates have gotten more out of it, like all the role players throughout the past 15 years that LeBron's played with, that they dominate with LeBron, and then they uh, get off, and they don't do anything. And that's why this morning, Andre Drummond, the Lakers. Dude, crazy. Oh, and then the, the Lakers? You yeah. go pick and roll with him. Oh, I mean, my God. Drummond's gross. already that, averaging 15-15. Yeah, that Marcus like, saw a move. Yikes. Yeah. But that, that is a huge And to your point, same agent, too, I believe. And so, you know, Gosh, same thing, getting his on the paid. same agent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I do got to be careful, too, because, like, Kobe, his mindset, and it's his different. determination yeah. was, oh, was crazy. I mean, and I think there's a certain – there's give and take to everything, right? Oh, his yeah. mindset of I'm going to be alone in the gym at 4 a.m., yeah. that worked for him. I think it, at times maybe he could have brought some other guys along, but that we're splitting hairs here, and his mindset you're never going to go, go wrong with, and I think that's why he was successful in basketball. He was successful in film the second yeah. he left the court. Like, yeah. he's a stud, and there's a reason uh, he's an absolute icon. Dude, so you can be a football and a basketball Broadcaster, I love, you, I'm yeah, a bigger. Think, yeah, you got I'm a bigger basketball fan than I am football. I can really fan. Know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, like, dude, like yeah. this right here. Well, yeah, I like, think you cut this up and send it to ESPN. Yeah, well, that's funny. People always ask me like, "Oh, do you?" I literally just got asked, uh, "You only doing college football?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'd dive into like NFL if I could." But I didn't play in the league, so it's kind of yeah. tough. But 
I get with the network. They give me uh, a yeah. color commentator like basketball. I can yeah. hold my own. I really could. <laughs> Golf would be sick too, but really? I got I to study up on the, the nuances. That's yeah. what uh, like Joel Klatt does. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, he'll do like one event, U.S. Open, when like Fox goes. That'd uh-huh. be sick to do. So yeah. You're, yeah. You're still playing basketball right now then. Trying to find a run. You're yeah, you're trying to find a run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, can talk, we can talk, we can talk, yeah, talk about, about that separately. After. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if that's illegal right now. But um, <laughs> I've uh, so what's what's oh, wait well, what's your game like? I, I have to ask. Ooh, I like that. Question. My game is like Markeith Morris. <laughs> so I'm a whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. yeah. Well, no, I'm <laughs> telling you, yeah, yeah. Markeith well, no, because yeah, Markeith Morris. Yeah, I'm a I'm a role player these days. <laughs> I'm like, but you kick me out. Hey, I can guard all four spots. <laughs> I can knock down the three when you kick it out to me. I'm going to bang in the post. I'll get you your boards. You want like three or four extra looks in a game? I got you. Big putback guy. Big, I, big I, effort big, guy. Yeah. I think I'm like, I lost my skill to dribble, so I yeah. couldn't do that. But back in the day, like youngster, I was I was a nice hooper, but then I lost it when I uh, – I, I was a captain for my basketball team yeah. Okay. back in high school. So like, I was solid. I started. Yeah. But I was, I'm not like – I'm not, not a, a certified dog. bucket getter on Markeith the. On Morris. the yeah. yeah, I'm I'm thrown off because typically like yeah, you ask, yeah, you <laughs> yeah, ask yeah, questions yeah, like that, you're gonna compare that. yourself yeah. to like the next you know. Alan exactly. Iverson. Well, it's yeah. funny because we asked Drake. No, I'll keep it real here. <laughs> Markeith Morris, baby. We had uh, Drake London on the other day, and we asked him what his uh, NBA comp is, and obviously, like he's a hooper though, but he told us Ben Simmons with a three. And we just thought that was the funniest thing because if you're Ben Simmons with a three, you're basically LeBron. Like yeah, that's, that's you're unstoppable. Legit. You're better but, than LeBron. Yeah. Well, that's that's the, no. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's usually the answer you get when you ask someone. So to ben, hear Markeith Morris, I'm just like, what? Ben Simmons that, with a three. That's really specific. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's thought about this. Well, no, I get the, I've <laughs> got that question before. I'm, yeah, I've been ready to go. Really? Yeah. I used to go this guy's like polished when I was younger. It sounds like I'm an old dude now. I used to say, like Trevor Ariza. Wow. But I kind of pride. I kind of. But I kind of pride myself on like. Because not everyone's an all-star. Rockets, Trevor Reza? Uh, like Suns, Trevor Reza. Like, <laughs> no, I'll probably go like Lakers with Kobe. Lakers, Trevor Reza. Trevor Reza. Oh, wow. So you're, you, can, you can bang out then. You're dunking. Uh, I had a dunk in, in high school, yeah. Okay. I don't know if I can get up there now. but And you're shooting too. Yeah, he's a shooter. Sniper. He's, he's, yeah. he's a shooter. I can see it. But yeah. don't, don't be full. Uh, but he's I'm a, definitely like an energy, he's, he's energy, energy dude. Yeah. Though. Like, all right, it's uh-huh. win and stay on the court. Game on. Game on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I love that. Uh, um, it was so funny, dude. Uh, it looks like also I've been watching your YouTube videos. It looks like you're having a lot of fun doing the commentating with uh, analyzing the pro day guys. Yeah. Ooh. Thanks for checking that out. Yeah. The it's, quarterbacks. I saw a Trey Lance one. Okay. Kind of New Year's resolution for me. I just I dabbled with YouTube. Um, so that's how I got my start in broadcasting. While well, I was training for the NFL in the fall of 2018, rehabbing my shoulder. On the side, I just made a YouTube channel breaking down Pac-12 games, and then that got me appearances on the radio, and then that was the door that led me to working for USC Radio and some other stuff. And then I didn't do anything in 2019 and very little in 2020. So 2021, I was like, man, I got to stop making excuses and just figure out how to get content up. Exactly. And uh, so far this year, been uh, breaking down games. That's the old school 2018. I was just in my kitchen, literally uh, wow. just breaking down these games. And uh, I needed a reel. Ooh, Russ. And put together a reel from that, was able to pitch it, and that's how I got work at SiriusXM and USC and Stadium. Wow. And wow. Yeah, it worked, uh, worked out. I think uh, we were maybe breaking down one of Drake's plays, and it was – Oh, that's funny, yeah, actually. Yeah. It really? was, you were I think the it was the game winning so touchdown versus Arizona State, and yeah. then you popped up on mm-hmm. it. It was yeah. funny. We were watching it. So are you, that's are my you, little niche. Are you breaking down the guys that are coming out now, too? That's just what I've been doing the past couple months. Okay. So I've been breaking down breaking Trey out. Lance and uh, so so. What's your, what's your take? I mean, you saw the move with the 49ers. Like, that makes you, no what, sense on what, paper to me. Mm, I mean, yeah, 
the going rate for Russell Wilson at uh, what the Bears did was like three first rounders, right? And then it was like kind of comparable for the Niners deal to mm, to move up. Yeah. Um, if you're moving up for the first two guys, to me, it's tier one is Trevor Lawrence. I think he is the dude. Tier He's two dude. by himself is Zach Wilson to me, okay. and then tier three. Uh, that's the the next four. So Fields, Mac Jones, Lance, and Kyle Trask. I'm not as high on Trey Lance as other people are. I think he his growth was stunted by not playing football last year yeah. or just one game. Mm. I, I, I think he he could have used that. And I'm higher on Kyle Trask than some people. Mentioned Florida. You like Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. When you turn on the film, he's forced to wear more of his offensive production than these other guys. Mac Jones. He throws for a buck fifty and yeah. has an average day. Alabama's still winning the ball game. Yeah. Kyle Trask, he's got to show up, and I know his tight ends. Kyle tight Pitts is. I mean, he's got stupid. Dudes. Yeah, yeah he's got he, stupid. He's, he's, but he's, still, he's, yeah. Trask yeah. is back there doing some things. I'm not going to say he's the next Pro Bowler, but if he, yeah. if I mean, the reality is most of these guys aren't going to make it. That's just yeah. how the numbers yeah. work. But if he does get a shot and and, and start some games in the right uh, situation, I think he could do some stuff. Yeah, we got a chance to see Kyle Trask in person. Yeah, we played we, we played, played against him. Kyle. That, that dude is good. He's a good player. I was talking about this with a buddy too. This quarterback class is ridiculously stacked. If you took a guy like Kyle Trask on an average year, he's probably a first rounder, top fifteen pick in my opinion. Just because you look at an all SEC schedule and we know how grueling that is. And he broke basically all of Joe Burrow's records. I believe the touchdown and the passing yards record, I could be wrong. We could look it up. But it's close for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's no there's no group of five opponents, no FCS opponents, literally a straight 12-game SEC schedule. And he's not getting uh, a lot of the respect he deserves, so that's, that's interesting you bring it up. Yeah, and it's always funny when you go down these draft boards because people forget, like, most of these guys aren't going to make it. Like, that's just how the numbers are. Like, mm, one one a yeah. class makes it, one or two a class makes it. There you and go. So what do you mean by make it? As like becomes, start? I'll say, let's say a pro bowler okay. is making it. I'll, okay. I'll, yeah. say, I'll say that. Because like, okay. most of these guys will probably get a start, at least. Right. At but I'll, I'll say Pro Bowler is making it. And I guess Pro Bowler, it's easier to become a Pro Bowler now because uh, everyone sits out of the game and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's my definition of it. And when you look back in, in previous draft classes, like Sam was a can't-miss prospect. And now yeah. people are calling for his job, it's which tough. I'm not in that camp. But it's tough. Yeah. I, uh, we have, I have a teammate, a wide receiver, who's been working with both uh, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence doing the pro day stuff down in uh, Orange County. Mm-hmm. I asked him which one uh, he thinks is spinning the ball better and he thinks is better. He said, hands down, Zach Wilson. Really? Yeah. He's legit on film. Yeah, no, uh, there's a reason. I did my breakdown on Zach uh, Wilson, I forget, probably two months ago now. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's taken off. Yeah, I guess when uh, it was a little while ago. Um Saw Chris Sims has a number one as well. Number one. Yeah. Over, he's over legit. And it's he's crazy one, the yeah. jump that he he took. Uh, when he played USC two years ago, mm-hmm. I was not on the hype train. Really? I was like, this is a flashy, yeah. good college quarterback. Yeah. And I grew up, uh, there's a, a, a decent Mormon uh, community in my hometown. Like right. nothing, like, like 10% or whatever. And so I would always hear about Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. And uh, it was always kind of, if he pieced the things together, he could be special and yeah. Good thing he's so, no quarterback has benefited more from football in 2020 than Zach Wilson. 100%. Like imagine if he didn't play yeah. and COVID said no season. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson would be in a different uh, different conversation. There's a lot of guys like that now. Yeah. Recently, like Joe Burrow last year, same exact thing. Six round projected now. You know, number one overall. We know what he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a crazy thing. You know, that one year Trubisky before that he started one year at North Carolina. Trubisky so number two overall. Never forget. Uh, <laughs> 
I went to a award show. I got a football club of Ohio, which is like low key, I guess, big Ohio organization. They gave me like yeah. the national player of the year when I was coming out of high school. Holy I crap. went there to the dinner and uh, Trubisky got the state player of the year. So he's from Ohio. And I'll never forget. It was like me and my parents and Trubisky and his parents like sitting, <laughs> sitting right there. And it's just Clashing. funny how things happen. Yeah. Obviously he's still collecting a paycheck and For sure. I'm sipping mimosas with uh, <laughs> with, with boys. you boys. But, uh, funny, <laughs> Wait, funny time out, time words. out, time out. <laughs> we can't we can't compare those two, right? Like oh. it, the the <laughs> he's still collecting a paycheck and sipping mimosas with us. Like low key, like we're almost just as equivalent. You know, we're just doing we're just doing high level things in different arenas, right? Like he's he's doing it in the NFL, and you know. I'm doing yeah. it in the financial services and <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's funny. How, how old are you? 24. 24. Yeah. When I noticed when I got to 25, I'm 26. When I got to 25, that like three year out mark mm-hmm. is when like guys who made it made it. Yeah. And then guys yeah, who didn't like didn't it. obviously. And then but then everyone kind of like takes a deep breath. And it's not like this. Uh, when I was coming from SC, when when you graduate, like everyone's trying to make it, everyone's trying to get on a roster, like you're trying to work out somewhere, everyone's exactly. posting their videos, and it yeah. feels like you get to 25, everyone kind of takes a deep breath, and you go on your own in whatever life mm. direction that is, but it it feels just like everyone kind of like chills out, maybe I don't know yeah. if that's like kind of the right way to say yeah. it, but it's it's funny that 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 point that I'll always remember. Yeah, uh, looking back, there's, there's always a point. That's what my dad talks about. He's like, like, dude, don't even worry. Like in three years. You know, most of your buddies, honestly, are going to be home. You know, that rookie contract expires or, you know, they just get tired of working out. Because, honestly, like, a lot of – I don't know how long you held on to it. and Maybe we could talk about that. But, like, a lot of guys hold on to it for two, three years, and your your skills become obsolete, right? Like, you – or skills that apply to the workforce Mm -hmm. if you gain those skills throughout the time in college. Totally. Um, I hung on to it – so my like pro day was in the March or whatever. I had workouts for the Redskins and the Steelers mm-hmm. right before Christmas. So eight months later, and mm-hmm. then I went and worked for Gary the following February. So it was like okay. 15, 16 months after the dis- after the bowl game, after the bowl uh, game. Of, of of my senior year. But uh, yeah, and that's a big point I talk about now is when you hang on to it and hang on to it yeah. and then you become 26, 7, 28 right. and you still don't know what you want to do that's where i've seen a lot of guys struggle because you lose those early 20s to kind of figure that out mm. and i feel that myself like when i got into the working world had my first job at 24 i never worked anything i never i never knew what i wanted to do and wow. i feel like i made a career change at 26 like i'm behind the eight ball like i'm not mm-hmm. fresh out of at a school and i know in the grand scheme of things i'm young yeah. but it doesn't really feel like that when you're in it yeah. and uh I think that's one thing as a student athlete, we, or at least a lot of USC guys, they don't have internships. So you're not yeah. able to figure that out. And then life hits you dead in the face dead at the 24, face. 5, 6, 7, 8. And then you have to figure out what you want to do. And then you might have a wife and a kid. becomes so much harder to do. And that's a huge kind of content thread yeah. that I, 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 I try to speak yeah. on a little bit. That's something that I love that Gary Vee's always reiterating what you just said where – you're not too old and and you need to take risks in your twenties and thirties. And you see him on the YouTube and the Instagram, always talking about that same thing. It's the best time to take disproportionate risks because you don't have that same responsibility. And he, Oh, to his point, he was working in a, in a wine cellar, right. For his father until the age of like maybe 40, I don't know, maybe you can correct me, but to a very late age. And he was talking about all his buddies driving nice cars around and he was still grinding. 
he said, I didn't even make my, my first YouTube video till I don't know, 35, 40, something like that. No, that's, I, that's spot on. Yeah. I, I, don't, dude, I, I have to push back against that because I think that to be able to take risk like that, you have to be in a, a solvent situation almost. Like you, you have to be able to, to lean back on some other stuff and resources. And some people just aren't able to take those risks. And I think to your point, I mean, the, this the is Demo- the whole work for free argument that was on Twitter really two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. What Gary some Vee people would say. some people are pro Gary Vee's pro work for free. That's, is he really? That's yeah. the yeah. avenue to get I mean, you can't put do in the door. Th- okay, well, I, didn't, no, I didn't even ninety five percent of how I've gotten to where I've gotten today to do this kind of stuff is for working for free. When I worked for Vayner for a year and filming for him, it was all for free. I still got paid for those fools. Got love for him, but yeah, yeah. I can get paid for that. But was the it people worth I it? met through there, yeah, I mean, even this whole podcast came about. I met Eli through working with Vayner, and Eli's who introduced me to Mo in the first place. So it's like, I, I'm a huge proponent of working for free. That's but so it's interesting. I, cu- it I cut you off because there is, uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, well, I mean, especially in football, you know, and those guys that, ho- the demographic that plays football typically, you know, come from maybe a lower income family or something. And they them taking that risk for two to three years sets them really, really far behind. Right, and like you, you hold, you're you're working out and you're training for football for you know three four years, you're you're taking, I I would push against taking so much risk, if that makes sense, especially when you don't have the resources to fall back on. Um, I, I don't yeah. know. I'd be interested to hear what you say. Like I, I yeah, I, no, I honestly, I completely. Um, I'm fortunate enough. Yeah. I, I I do have like worst case scenario, I could fall back on on, on something. But the one thing that I look back on. In 2018, I was training for the NFL, and I would remember working out and throw all in the mornings, and then I would come home and do these YouTube videos, which at the time, mm-hmm. like, was just some like dumb thing I was doing, and then it turned into then being my my entry like point into mm-hmm. into broadcasting. And so you're spot on, and mm-hmm. I agree with you in terms of everyone has a different like upbringing and whatnot. I'm just big on like you got 24 hours in the day, and I watch so many of my teammates that are. Like they, they let opportunities pass them by and mm. that, and that like that's, and I'm not naive to the fact that I grew up in a, in a situation that kind of taught me to pay attention to those things and take advantage of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things like when you're 27, 28, haven't worked anything like you can't run routes for 10 hours a day kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. And so how are you, how are you setting yourself up? Uh, you're just not or having a sense of urgency, I guess is maybe the best way to put it to, to not let a, a certain window of time pass you by exactly and so like have you made because you made a transition to commercial real estate is that again you saying like you know what like let me let me turn and turn to something else like, i still have this but i need something a little more uh stronger in its foundation yeah it's funny sorry it's hot as hell no you're good <laughs> like, you're like, good. It's, yeah. it's like i, I i've yeah. been trying to go get a mimosa and champagne this whole time <laughs> I, but go I, go go I want to stay correct um yeah i'm gonna get it give it up um forgot your question though uh it's talking about commercial real estate is it it's being oh, yeah. like, like fall back from i guess yeah. broadcasting at times totally yeah well this move is inherently risky as well because it's a fully commission-based job and so and it's funny because it is to the average person it is risky right to not have a steady income coming in every single week at least not up front but to me i don't view it that way i just view i feel confident in my ability to get it done but i also know like future max down the road like he will be unhappy if he stayed in the same lane that he, than I, that I was in the, the marketing social media lane that I was in. And I reference that was the first job I ever had. And it was a cool industry. I was working for some cool people, but it just wasn't end game for me. 
I wanted a career path that was more, that competition was more ingrained in it. I wanted a more people facing job. A lot of my, my previous career working in, in social media was a lot of behind the scenes type work. Um, and then I'd be lying if I didn't acknowledge like the financial upside, like the marketing world I was coming from. It's not commissioned or incentive based. The world I'm entering in is incentive commission based, which obviously deals with more kind of competition and it's an intense. And it's also funny because that's the stuff that kind of sucks when you're playing. Mm-hmm. But then now that I'm three years removed, it's like, man, I missed that. I missed that Ooh. fire. I miss kind of yeah. having it being my neck on the line yeah. that I got to go get it done every day. And so those are kind of some of the motiv- motivating factors for me, uh, for why I'm, I'm transitioning over, but it definitely is risky. Like sitting here right now, like commission based <laughs> job learning from scratch at 26. Like mm. it's, it's time to go. You're, you're going to crush it though. But right. yeah, you got to kind of, kind of bet on yourself and risk is a relative term to kind of yeah. who, who's saying it, I guess. Exactly. But I mean, your football background, like you meeting with clients and stuff like that's what I meant by early, like leveraging your career. Like, Dude, like everyone wants to talk to you. Like I, I want to talk to you just because, like you, yeah. you, you've had such a unique experience. Like I, I don't. I, at every point in your professional career, I feel like, like you will continuously. Oh yeah, there's there's none uh, there's none of that left. Oh, you oh, killed good. it. Huh? <laughs> it's a good sign. It's a good sign. We're chilling. We're chilling. Um, but like I, I just feel like, I mean, that's probably even the best place for you to be. Like that's probably like a quarterback. Like where a quarterback can be the most successful is probably in the role that you're in. Yeah, um, no, I appreciate that. And I definitely kind of was uh, aware of that a little bit. Yeah. I mentioned my, my previous job was a lot of behind the scenes. I was like, man, I feel like I can bring more to the table oh, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that's a big motivating factor for me now is talking to, when talking to athletes who are struggling, kind of making the transition. And I'm in that myself of, all right, I know I have these skills. Where can I use them? And we have, I have so many teammates that are, hey, you go to McKay Center at 6 a.m., they're working their ass off. They're grinding. They just mm. don't necessarily know how to translate that over yeah, into a career, a into a job. Yeah. And um, everyone's going to relate to different guys differently, but there's just there's not that bridge out there for a lot of guys. I was a guy that had a lot of college degrees. I have I come yeah, from, you had three college degrees. Yeah, yeah. That's, even, more, that's more yeah. than a But ton even of like, people. I don't yeah. even know exactly where to turn. And I, yeah. and I was calling like my old college counselor like hey can you intro me to here and there and most guys don't have that luxury it's not that as easy to pick up that phone and and call someone and so i say that because it's a a motivating factor for me kind of sharing some of the the content messages uh, i do well not knowing what to do after football i think is also a recurring theme among student athletes where and we've had this conversation in the past but where do you see the onus of responsibility on is that on the student athlete themselves or is that on the counselors and, and the universities to create an environment where, like, you know exactly what to do per se? Yeah, it's one of those things. I don't know if – I don't want to say it's incurable or whatever, but it's so hard when you go into the McKay Center and you're talking yeah. to 19-year-old USC football players that all think they're going to make it. They're all going to be the dude. Yeah. And we also have a sports culture where you're almost – and we talked about this uh, – vilified or alienated if you do have any sort of outside interest because it must mean you're not all in on football and it's such a it's such a fine line and so I net out more with just having the systems in place where you can pick someone up when they're down or when they do go down a certain path that you have the resources to not let them go down a negative route or a totally uh abandoned abandoned path and when they are done whether that's at 23, 6, 8, whatever, that you have resources there from the school, from the athletic department to at least have an intro or to have a phone call or, um, or just conversation. I, mean, I know that to me, 
when I was making my career change, just talking to people and saying, Hey, how'd you do this? Oh, why'd you mm. do this? Why'd you go down that path? Like literally nothing. I'm not trying to get anything out of it per yeah. se. Uh, but just hearing different perspectives. Cause when you're in football, I'm not, I don't know who's the commercial real estate guy. Like, and it's actually funny cause I met with one of the donors that used to ride on all our planes. Oh wow. And it's funny cause now I'm like asking this dude for a job yet. I would walk by him all the time. Oh, yeah. And I was a guy, I was kind of like with it, but yeah. when you're in it, you're thinking about uh-huh. beating cover two against Alabama. You're not thinking about <laughs> it's so hard to keep that whatever. Perspective. Yeah. And, and so it, I think you just gotta, I don't know. See, it's so useful. I think, uh, if current student athletes or high school athletes are listening as well, because uh, that shift in perspective for me, it was a guy named uh, Benji Walker at Vanderbilt. He played quarterback. He was beat out by Jay Cutler, actually, but he works uh, in investment banking in Nashville. And one of the things that he told me, a piece of advice, was he would befriend the donors while he was still a student athlete because they would all be on the sidelines. And those were the dudes that ended up giving him opportunities and jobs later on. It, yeah, if you're wary enough for that, by all means, do yeah. it. I know for me, like, I just – it didn't feel right. Like, man, I'm, I'm here to play football, you know, yeah. like I'm going to make it to the NFL. And, and, and I guess the, the, the middle area of that is I would just say what up to these guys. Like when, it, yeah. when someone comes in, like shake their hand. So even if you're not like networking with them and having a lunch and going down to their office, yeah. just say what up. Cause similar story for me, Brandon Hans has been a big mentor for me, uh, uh, in the commercial real estate world or making this transition. He was a backup quarterback at USC. He was Matt Leinart's backup. Mm. He obviously, I don't think, I don't know if you know who he is, but mm-hmm. uh, many SC fans don't. He was the yeah. kind of the behind the scenes guy. Yeah, he crushes it out there in LA real estate. And so just keeping guys like that, like kind of close to you so you can just fall back on if you need to. Because yeah, exactly. all it is is just a handshake and a hello when they when they come into the facility and whatnot is is kind of my, my, my message I preach, I guess. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize that the USC alumni or any school you play at, they're open to talking to current student athletes. Uh, USC does a really good job of providing a resources sheet of all the guys, a, a number and an email and the industry they work in and all the people that are open for you contact. One of them is Mark Sanchez, actually. Yeah. Um, What's he doing? He's in broadcasting. Oh, so yeah, yeah, so the, right. the field would say broadcast journalism, Mark Sanchez, phone number, email. If you're a current student athlete, he's open to talking to you. And so I think USC does a really good job of that. And not, do a not good enough job. people are taking advantage mm-hmm. of it. And it's something that, again, talking back to the, the whole Benji Walker story, something I took advantage of at Vanderbilt, just cold calling, emailing people, yeah. and just grabbing coffee with them just because, hey, they know who I am. Yeah. And to your point right there, I guess the responsibility is on the student athlete. Like, you can yeah. have all the resources, but at the end of the day, it's you got to pick up the phone. Yeah, you got you to do the email. And that's yeah. easier for some than others. I, sure. I'm not naive to that, but I lived that firsthand the past six months of like, all right. I used to be this all everything quarterback. Yeah. Now I'm calling up so and so and saying, "Man, I need your advice here, man." That's a that could be a humbling experience for some, but yeah. you also know that hey, down the road, hopefully that call paid off and it gets you going down the right path and putting your ego, putting your ego aside and picking up the phone or shaking someone's hand. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah, and it's so interesting hearing you guys talk about the USC perspective. Like I think of the Harvard expect perspective. Like I'm calling alumni and saying like, "Hey, I'm playing <laughs> football," and they're like. Um, why are you playing football? You know, <laughs> yeah, so, that's funny. Like, like, wait, they're it, saying why are you playing in the NFL? No, why are you playing football at Harvard? Like, got to focus on ac- academics. Like, yeah, oh, you better focus on academics. That internship. Like, but yeah. aren't they student athletes themselves? Or are you saying just no, not the student athletes? No, I'm saying they were former student athletes. No, 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 no. Like, just, you just call like alums. In okay, talk, I got you. talk to alums and stuff. So they're they're advising you not to play football. I, I've had that. Really, I've had that. Like, hey, like you know, football is like a serious injury risk. Like, have you not wow. seen all the? Yeah, of course. You know, the press. Well, that's what they would say to me, yeah. and uh, you know, um, 
but at the same time, it is something that as you move to the workforce, like it's it's huge in who you are and your skills that you have. But I, it's it's so funny, like hearing the different perspective coming from, you know, the environment that I was in that like football is, you know, extracurricular, but is it the right extracurricular that you're in? Yeah. Um, and it's football is so valuable for just life lessons and what it teaches you and stuff. Like I always think about that. Like if your boss yells at you in a normal nine to five, like that it shakes people's yes. world. I'm so glad you brought that Versus, up. Versus, yeah, it, I mean, I don't know. Clay, Clay <laughs> I, Helton's not much of a yeller, but no. like Steve Sarkeesian ripping you a new one oh, in yeah. the heat of a competition battle 100%. and like your playing careers on the line, like that's way harder than like <laughs> yeah. a Monday afternoon <laughs> ass chewing by your yeah. boss. And it just puts everything into perspective, which sports is so valuable, especially right. – football where i try to tell us to people all the time we talk about different sports golf volleyball that it is a different mentality when yeah. someone is coming to rip your face off yes man. and your livelihood of who yes. you are as a human being inside that helmet you gotta buck up and hit someone and obviously i'm a quarterback but i i, I took the hits like that taps into a different mentality that yeah. i think yeah. that makes football such a valuable life lesson when in the counter argument when you say oh injuries and all that i'll oh, just yeah. have them play basketball i love it's basketball so it's different. great yeah but it's different, it's different. putting on that helmet and hitting someone. It's, it's totally different. And I think what adds to that is the fact that it's sometimes the guy that recruited you, that talked to your family, who came yeah. in your house, yeah. who's ripping you, right? <laughs> like, who who's trying to, like, yeah. embarrass you in front of the whole team. And then, like, again, that compared to, like, your boss saying, like, like the decimal place is out of, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're all like, right. okay, cool. All right, all right, all right. you know. But, but for somebody else, it's like, yes. oh, my gosh, like, I'm, I'm about to get fired. Like, right. uh yeah, but anyways. Hey, yeah. In your world, the decimal place would be off, though, and you cost someone like five. Yeah, cost a lot. <laughs> I would cost the issuer a lot of money on that one. But, yeah, but it, just using that as an example, like, it's, it's so accurate, right? There's nothing else that compares to that experience as a, a football player. Totally, totally. You hit the nail on the head, too, with the contact portion. I think, I think okay, aside from the whole concussion thing, because I've had head injuries and, and it's a serious thing, but there's so much value in and us playing quarterback, the processing power between you dropping back and you're getting hit, and there's there's live repercussions for for doing something incorrectly. If you read the defense too slowly, you're gonna get hit and you're gonna get sacked. And so I've heard this uh, comparison a lot with mixed martial arts and MMA. You know, it's it's a form of chess with you know you know life or death consequences. Mm. Yeah, it's a really oh, interesting yeah. way of of putting. <laughs> Depends it. what defense you're going right? against, but <laughs> yeah, I would hope not. Yeah, I would hope not. Um, but. I was gonna ask you like as we can, like start everything that you've gone through, you you've been you've been through a lot and you've achieved so much and it's awesome that Mo you, you were able to get him on the show and I and I looked up to you at a certain point in my high school career because you were at SC. Appreciate that. Um, thank you. And yeah. and um, just what's what's something that you've learned through all this that you continue to to hold on to. Um, as you as you move forward, it's a good question. Um, something I've learned. I mentioned the not being so hard on myself. I feel like that's definitely one one that's front of mind in terms of I'm a guy having been through all that. I'm not as serious as I once was, and I feel like I, I've mentioned this a couple of times. But even at a younger point in my life, I, I I had fun and stuff, but I was a serious kid. It was everything was yeah. kind of like life or death that kind of thing, and I'm definitely out of that mentality now in, in this phase of life. Um. I just think, and this might be a little bit more high level, but I just realized how awesome like family and friends are that I have. Mm. Because I think throughout everything, right, when I was 
literally living the dream of every kid when they go on recess first. And I'm the quarterback. I'm the number one quarterback in the country going into high school. I can go wherever I want to, to school. That's crazy. Uh, and then through those days, being on top of the football world to then being on the bottom of the football world in November of 2017 kind of thing, throughout it all, my relationships with my family and my friends like, have not changed, like mm. straight up. And that's super cool and something that uh, I, I don't take lightly. And so I think – Maybe what I've learned is like keep those people close to you, keep that keep that inner circle, and and just be be a good dude throughout it all. Because I know for me, I like to think when I run into people I see from high school, I'm still the same Max Brown now, whether I made it in football or not. And that's, that's kind of cool because it allows people to kind of kind of root for you. And when things don't work out, you have people to fall back on, kind of thing. And so just being the same dude, keeping level headed throughout it all. Um, I think those are the, the couple lessons that come in front of mind. Well, that's a great way to end it. Yeah, no, I appreciate Thank you guys having me. Yeah, unless you got anything else. No, I don't have anything yeah. else. I think that I think that, that wasn't was like a super tactical answer, yeah. but that's uh, that's was, where was, my heart no, goes. It was a nice, when, sad, uh, like yeah. it wasn't sad, but like it was, you know, it was warm. <laughs> it was uplifting. Yeah, it was, no, it was, I think there's a lot of value. If I were a high school quarterback or student athlete, like just listening to your story and and looking at all the things you've overcome and and you know the accolades and and the way you've pivoted and your mindset specifically. I think it's something to definitely look up to and, and take on. So really yeah. appreciate you coming on. I think, and maybe another, uh, here's a better one for you. Like yeah. what I've learned is the sun's going to always come up the next day. And what I mean by that mm. is my biggest fear, literally, which might sound crazy. My biggest fear when I was 18, 19, 20 years old was football, not working out. The, mm. the idea of not working out at SC was just like, I'm i I'm going to live this miserable, unfulfilled, depressed life. Like that's how I viewed it. And that's why, I did the things I needed to do to have success. That success, that success never happened, but behind the scenes stuff, that's why I was so, hey, I got to do this, got to do that. So this doesn't happen. Um, and it's funny because I feel like nowadays I'm living my biggest fear in some regard, which has been so freeing. And it's mm. allowed me to take on so much accountability and the kind of ownership of that because I don't think a lot of people get to that. Or maybe that's where like midlife crisis happen for people is they kind of get to that age where – the pursuit is done. Like it either happened yeah. or it didn't. I got that at 22 or hey, it didn't happen. Like this football thing, my yeah. goal of being an NFL quarterback didn't happen, but then you still have this like other life and the sun comes up the next day and, and all those type of things. So if there are people listening or quarterbacks listening that, Hey, they're not stoked on where their life's at. Hey, just keep, keep stacking good days. It's another thing I, I always yeah, say. And, uh, the sun will come up and, and better days ahead. If you keep, uh, just doing good stuff. Got one more thing. You, yeah, you mentioned as well your work ethic and, and not having any regrets. Do you ever find comfort in, in a process versus outcome mindset where you did everything, you're very process oriented and like I always look at it through the analogy of like these are the cards I have, this is the hand I'm dealt and given this set of information, I'm going to make the best decision and yeah. you can't play the outcome, you can't yeah. play the results because that's just going to drive you crazy. And, like, that's just something that came to mind as you were saying that. Is that something that you – Definitely, yeah. yeah. And that's something we, we talk about having to kind of learn through the fire. Like, I always yeah. knew that, right? People say, oh, don't worry about the end goal. Focus on the process. Like, I always heard that. Yeah. But it's a different beast when you actually have to live it. And that's another, like, hidden benefit of being a uh, backup quarterback is you're not playing. Mm -hmm. And so I had to create games within myself of, like, mm -hmm. hey, this week of practice, I'm going to have this completion percentage or mm -hmm. I'm going to get – this amount of work in or this many throws with the receivers afterwards. Cause 
I don't have that pot at the end of the rainbow. I'm not playing on Saturday. And so when I was a backup for a good chunk of my college career, like you play those games with yourself and that process mentality because I knew when I lost to Cody Kessler, especially that second time, that, that battle at SC, and I was like, I'm not going to transfer SC. I just uh, I wasn't, wasn't, wasn't there. I was like, all right, my time's going to come realistically in like three years. Mm. So, all right, you got to tap into this yeah. long-term mindset, the process mindset, and – it certainly worn off in uh, in my life today, for sure, as a result of the, the football football lessons. Beautiful. I think Dope. that's it, brother. There we it. go. This Thank is fun. You, Thanks yeah. for having me on. Thank you. you man. Dope. I like those sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.